0: Are you that friend who's always afraid of social situation? Are you that friend who's living paycheck to paycheck? Are you that friend who thinks twice before purchasing a bubble tea?
1: Oh my God, that sounds like all three of
0: us.
2: Not anymore, you are listening to Broke No More, where we talk in and out about business and startups. So hi, hello and welcome everyone. You are listening to Radio Pulse and this is Broke No More. This is Aurit Otwensha Rosha.
1: This is Javier,
0: And this is Lakshmi. So hey
2: guys, what are we going to do for this week?
0: Yeah, So so far we've had like a lot of talks about how to start, when to start. We've had experts in their field, people who've started business. So today we are going to talk about something that everyone struggles with and particularly business owners or someone who's starting something basically how can you balance your relationships while you know being while starting something how do you give the importance to you know your relationships in life while also starting something
2: so you're gonna talk in depth about the Barbara black ships question you put forth
0: can you tell the audience what the question was
2: how do you guys balance your work life? Like, how do you balance your personal True, things? but for them,
0: it was more of like a couple question. This is just for anyone who's starting something, you know. Sometimes the pressure of it is too much that you're struggling to balance your relationships. So, how to how to balance your relationships? Just Not, not just romantic, but with everyone per se. I, okay, mm-hmm.
1: I, I agree. I mean, when it comes to relationships, we always think about oh, romantic relationships. But... Friendships are also very important and these friendships could be the ones that are by your side when, for example, your business, uh, during the down periods of your business or when you are struggling to maybe make a profit or during the tough times, basically.
0: Yeah. So, Roshan, you are like a busy person. How do you manage your relationships with your friends, your family, mom and dad? Are you still struggling to find a balance or do you have a balance? Yeah, just tell the audience everything about
2: it to be honest i'm extremely struggling on finding a balance it's just uh, i just do something something else turns up and it's kind of a missing up and i'm trying to balance the, all the mess that i've created mm-hmm. so i think one of the misses is finding a time with my friends and family as well so i'm mm-hmm. kind of allotting some No, i don't say allotting but i usually make my own, my time some part of it to available but sometimes that things turn over so it's completely the situation based
1: I, I think I can give my input on this. Uh, Please. I have actually uh, said, mentioned this on previous shows before, but having a calendar and sticking to your calendar very strictly is something that helps you manage your time very, very, very effectively. What I mean by like um, following your calendar, most simple calendars only put in important events like, oh, I'm meeting my friend at this time or whatever. But what about lunch? What about traveling time? All these can be factored into your cal- cal- calendar and when you do these kind of things, you are subconsciously forcing yourself to follow a schedule. Follow whatever that you have planned for yourself. And it helps with not just pro- uh, like in managing your time, but also like things like procrastination. Because you already allocated that three hours for you to do your essay. Yeah. So you're not going to push it to other things. Because if you look at your calendar, it's full. There's no way you can push to like other things unless maybe you want to sacrifice your sleep this routine is a very good way to help you plan. And actually, it just takes 30 minutes of your time every Sunday or like every Saturday, whichever you decide. You just need to plan for the next week.
2: But uh, I want I want to add up to your thing, but in this schedule, but one thing I ensure is I don't compromise my sleep at any point.
1: Yes, you don't. I mentioned you don't compromise your sleep. That's why you want to strictly follow your schedule. You yeah. factor in the sleeping time area 8 hours of sleep is on your schedule. And I think one thing about calendars is that you can synchronise it with your phone where it will give you an alert every thirty minutes before. So like for example, thirty minutes before you sleep, then yes, uh, your phone alerts you, you can get off your phone and start preparing to, to for bed. Because we know that if you start like preparing for bed at the time that you want to sleep, it will never happen.
2: True. Uh, Lakshmi, your points on how do you balance time?
0: Yeah, I think it boils down to that. I feel sometimes having like a trick schedule is a bit restrictive to me so I have like a a rough schedule of what I want to get done and allocate some time for it so um, in that particular list I put my relationships so when you schedule like okay let's actually have a call in this particular time either the other person or you also have a call and another important thing that I think not a lot of people factor is um, the relationship they have with themselves Cause I I don't see a lot of people scheduling time to actually be with themselves, you know. Like I'm gonna read a book by myself, or I'm gonna walk the beach by myself. And these time that you get by yourself is really important, because I feel like you're constantly speaking to people, working on things, that a lot of people don't have the time to, to themselves to even understand what they want, what they don't want.
1: I thought people would usually uh, give up like least some time for themselves, because I see people like going to G- going for, like, exercise.
0: But then, how do I say that? Like, I was speaking to a friend and he said the same thing and I I had a different argument because scheduling gym is, like, you gymming. That's not you spending time with yourself.
1: I mean, technically, you're still spending time with yourself. No, la. I
0: feel like spending time with yourself is, like, actually maybe walking the beach or just actually having your thoughts to yourself. Thinking about, okay now I'm doing something, is it right? Is, is, I've, I've been... This is the path I want to take. You know, having a bit of an introspective conversation
1: you can, with yourself. You can have an introspective conversation while gyming. Wait, uh, what do you mean is
2: you're having a connect with your physical body in the gym. You're helping your physical body to get it better. But what Lakshmi means is she she feels that uh, sharing time with yourself is
1: one where you connect to your thoughts, connect to your soul and everything. No, I, I mean, it's correct. I mean like while you're running on a, for example, a treadmill, you can still be thinking yeah, about Yeah,
0: that's, that's, that's mm, maybe I get that, yeah.
1: I mean, not talking about intense, like, gyming, like, oh, lifting weights. Yeah, because all
0: the people I know, like, the intense gym, I really don't think they have time to think when they're like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> grunting, set, yeah, sets after sets. Yeah, but like, like
1: for the stuff like running and or more, like, casual kind of, like, exercises, I do think that you have a lot of time to think about what you want to do and maybe uh, ask yourself questions on, is this the right direction that I'm going?
0: mm but
1: I'm on Lakshmi side like to be honest I know
2: there's time for fitness and stuff but for me I just sit silent sit idle and just ponder over my thoughts and stuff mm-hmm. that's for me I would say spending time on thinking about myself I would say
0: yeah because I feel like many of my friends they, they really are scared to be alone or scared to be alone with their own thoughts you know so because of that they really don't sit or like have time with themselves they're either running or like speaking to other people scheduling other things so i think that's kind of important and that in coming back to um javier's point that that kind of links to having a schedule or a rough idea of how you plan your time and i think if you do that then you also have like time to have fun cuz you've got your stuff done it's only when you've procrastinated a lot that, you know, everything piles up in the end and then that's when you're like, oh, sorry, I can't talk, I'm busy. So I think knowing how to plan is something really important. I yeah. think one
1: thing that uh, a lot of people would miss out is that uh, you are talking about like as a busy person, how do we plan stuff? Yeah. So of, more often than not, I mean, it's hard, I mean, it's hard to say this, but you have to multitask. That's why when I talk about uh, suggesting exercising while like uh, exploring your, uh, your own thoughts and stuff like that, it's because you don't really have the time when you're like, for example, taking up a job while maybe like studying or having a business mm-hmm. while studying. When you are talking about like this kind of busyness, there isn't really a time for you to like sit down and have time for yourself. Yes, you can cater, cater that time, but more often than not, it's not realistic.
2: For me, it's my friends sometimes. You know, my friends and family will say, you're focusing too much. They'll drag me and put it on some fun. Mm. Like, they would also help me to keep myself in track. You're not too focusing or too stressful. Come out, do something else. Then you can go back and do your own business. Mm. There's
1: no stress in doing things.
2: For me, it's kind of a stressful schedule being a post-grad. So, Mm. I guess my family helped me a lot and my friends as well in pulling me from being stressed myself too much.
0: Mm. So, I think what... Roshan is saying is that surround yourself with people who also know when you are going into like a hole of like being really busy or you know not prioritizing different things. So when you have such people, they are just bound to be there and like let you know that you know I think you have to take time for yourself, or I think you have to focus on something else. So I think having those people in your life really does help.
1: I still think you need to be self aware if you're not. No, that's
0: true, that's true. I think that I definitely agree. No one like,
1: can tell you you that you are stressed. No one can tell you that uh, you are not stressed. I mean, no one can have an accurate prediction of how you feel. So you ultimately need to be self-aware. And one thing that I, uh, I don't like about like how uh, Roshan's idea of like f- having friends to pull you to play is that sometimes they don't really understand like um I have some things urgent or like uh, I'm not stressed but they just think that I'm stressed. So
2: Mm. oh in my case it's not that way in my case they understand how I work if they know that I'm really focusing they would even disturb me Mm. but they know when I should be pulled out I mean it's based on who your friends are and how you understand each other it's subjective
1: Uh, I mean I'm technically a workaholic so I don't really have rest time so I don't Um. know Uh, interesting I don't know yeah we have
2: different people but it's fine you know
0: yeah but I think it's because you're a workaholic that your love life is a bit dry oh my god (laughs) I mean,
1: technically not Something really. is burning right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure your love luck is also very dry.
0: It's happening. It's happening.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> uh, mine is so, happening, happening. There's something happening.
0: <laughs> if you say so, Javier, yeah, if you say so. Because uh, we all know the back scenes of what's going on. But that's, that's okay. That's progress. <laughs> little, little, tiny progress also matters. Um... Yeah so that I think is a important thing of how one can balance time but apart from that like do you think when people start becoming busy that slowly they don't have time for hobbies anymore or like you see people being so busy and so invested in in starting something on channeling their energy to their job that you know things that used to make them happy i don't know like swimming or uh, producing or stuff like that just vanishes and
1: i have one statement to say okay. Make your hobby your job your
0: pu- job I knew you were going to say something like this
2: okay I'm going to say answer the question the way you asked like at the early stages yes they, because they are that is something they are passionate much about so they spend a lot of time on that but somewhere at the point they realise okay I need to take a break and then mm-hmm. you know like they won't focus like before because they have something to focus a lot on but they ensure that they keep a track on their hobby as well to you know to stress out this, themselves
0: interesting yeah, that's kind of... Hmm, yeah, maybe yeah, if you really um, like your job or like the, the thing that you're pursuing, then you don't mind losing out on your hobbies. I, so I don't know, sense. but it's just
1: like, uh, my own thoughts is that like, we should consider we should always consider like monetizing our hobby.
0: No, that's true. But you know, I, I, I want to ask, because my friend was an artist, right? And then she started monetizing it. And she was like, now I hate art. Something that gave me so much happiness does not fulfill me at all right now.
2: Yeah. So as- I really
0: think it, it also depends. And she personally chose to leave art and get a 9-to-5 job and, and still have her passion or her, her love for art because she didn't want anything to kill it. I
1: think that's when you have to really define like, uh, what is your motivations. If you are someone who really are not motivated by like... Uh, because when you talk about monetizing a side mm. hustle, it usually is a form of creating a business. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean... Wait, Martinez, it's not a 9-to-5 job. No one is... You are, you are your own boss. Yeah. So, usually, you tend to have to have interest in business before you will actually enjoy the like act of like monetizing your hobby.
0: No, she didn't make good money of it. She just didn't like it. Yeah, know? but you
1: need to love, like, like running a business and stuff like that. I would guess.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I Be- guess so. Because
1: ultimately, it became much, much more than just drawing. Mm. It became more about... Because, we, I mean, when we talk about monetizing hobby... Uh, for example, as an artist, there's there's so much more involved. Like art, maybe will just be like twenty to thirty percent of the yeah. business. You have to spend the other seventy to eighty mm-hmm. percent, like seeing with clients, settling payments, mm-hmm. and there's so much things to do, that it yeah, become so, much more than just art.
0: But that's why I think it's not always a wise option to like make your hobby your full time job. Like think twice. No, that, that's
1: why when I thought about that I was like mentioning like as a side hustle, not really mm-hmm. as a uh, main job because at least uh, you are earning more money also at the same time and I, I do guess that most people's primary one of their objectives is still earning money yeah yeah. I mean unless you are rich enough and you tell me you don't really I, I would think that you will want money
0: no that makes sense that makes sense but yeah so I think that's all from my side and what about you Roshan would any any last advice you have for this segment?
2: I'm going to say contradicting to whatever uh, Xavier said. I will be like, it's not, you need to monetize every hobby of yours. Something is, you can keep it for yourself. For me, mm. I would say I will sing in bathroom. I'm a great bathroom singer. Just because I love to sing in bathroom, I don't want to write lyrics in, and put up songs. It's like, you have a hobby you don't want. No, you, ha- you can have a lot of things. But there's only one X factor in a hobby that you want to monetize really. So it's like, you can't... Just because I have a hobby, I don't want to monetize it. No. if Sometimes you keep your hobby to yourself because the world doesn't want to know that hobby. If you feel you have a hobby that is worth monetizing, then you go for monetizing stuff. Uh, of course, of course. If you're a great bathroom singer, then... Uh, <laughs> be a bathroom singer. Don't
1: go to the real stage and stuff. I
2: Okay? But that is something
1: you keep for yourself. Maybe it's not something you can monetize to. I mean, maybe as a comedian, you can... Oh I
2: don't want to even as a comedian because when people hear that they're gonna die of burning okay so I would say preserve your hobbies for yourself but if you feel that you want to monetize then you go okay but be ready to face the consequence for the same because like her friends sometimes the hobby may not turn out so great that you might even end up losing the passion you have towards it yeah. so think a lot before monetizing your hobby and once you started the business be ready to face the consequence but don't lose your
1: passion. That's what I would say. Interesting. My question now is, if money isn't a concern, what business would you set up?
0: If money isn't a concern, yes. what business would I set up?
1: I mean, it will speak volume of your character. I mean, some people would say, oh, if money isn't a concern, I would maybe start an environmental-related company or something like that.
0: No, I think that's still... No. What about you, Roshan? I don't know. I just
1: go in the
2: thoughts of social service. I mean, I don't I don't think it's a business. I mean, I would say if someone I gives mean, me money, the social enterprise is still
1: a business
2: if ah, you think about it. Uh, I think I'm going to do that. Why not? If someone gives me money, I have to be honest, I don't use others money for my own business. If I want money for me, I will I I want to do something and get it. If someone else says, I mean, I take his case. He says that money is not a consideration. Be, if means someone else is going to pay for you. So I would say
1: I would channel your money to something more useful. No, money is when I'm about yeah, money yeah, yeah. is not a concern, it's more of like, oh maybe you reach financial freedom already. So your living allow your living expenses are. Then why the hell want to do
2: a business? I just gonna sit and Netflix and chill, man.
1: Then why you should start a business? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> would you I would do something right? I mean I don't know whether I would want to be productive in life and be a useful human being.
2: You have all your money expenses, I guess it's gonna be like Stephen Harvey who said in an interview. If I become a billionaire, I won't attend family feud. I won't attend this damn interview. Same. When I get my expenses covered, <laughs> why I want?
1: I, I you know I I ask people so many times, right? People will want like uh still to to continue working even after like they have the money. No, that's
0: true, that's true. Because I feel like once you stop working, I think you're like your brain is like it doesn't function well. Like you Think unnecessary stuff and no, that makes sense, I but mean, I get Roshan's point <laughs> also. I
1: mean, when you look at like be- a lot of people who have like financially retired, they still went to start a business because I mean, uh, 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 they don't have the financial concerns, they don't have the financial restrictions anymore. So, why not just start a business? It's something fun and it's a journey to enjoy. So, what you will be starting in that sense? I mean, I'll be going back to my traditional roots, which is content creation. So more on like A website uh, And Combined with like Content creation on YouTube TikTok So basically building a brand on uh, Financial literacy education
0: Wow If money isn't a concern I'd be a director
2: I <laughs> just gonna Go on the social enterprise Or become
1: a comic artist I
0: would be a director well, I, would, I, 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 I thought, would, I, thought
1: I, would, you, so I thought if money isn't a concern <laughs> You were just like uh, I just <laughs> Stay at home and do nothing <laughs> I would like If you say, you say <laughs> In yes, your no. case Okay
2: <laughs> If you're going to say in your case, I'm going to do this. If But if it's my case, yeah. But for a good time, I'm going to rest. I'm going
1: to do anything. But well, if what, I, what if your partner does not want you to be at home and be a sloth? Sorry? What if your partner does not want you to be a sloth
2: at home? Then I guess I should start working. <laughs> <laughs> but you basically, see? But basically, I don't. if I have a partner, nah, she very much knows that I'm going to be a sloth. So <laughs> I don't guess there'll be a room for this question.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point.
1: Find a partner that accepts a sloth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, find Yeah, that's that's the goal. Find a partner that accepts you as a sloth.
1: Yeah, I mean, but can you imagine if you have enough money just for yourself, but like does not cover your partner... Wait, your partner why are just be...
2: modifying your question each and every time, man? You <laughs> no, first what, said...
1: I, I, I only mentioned that money isn't a concern but for <laughs> you, but not you, for your partner. But. Then you said family, your
2: expenses is use covered. Now you're saying that what about your partner? Dude! I mean, your partner might still have to work. <laughs> uh, then you should say that... Nah, if. I can't leave someone else just because I have money. Then if my partner needs money, then I should work really. I think that's where our uh, views on relationships is so different. But that's a topic for another day. (laughs) Okay, that's we're going to chat quite sooner, but not for now. So let's go for the next part.
0: Okay, so now we're going to talk about the upcoming trends, the different directions business are moving in. And I think Javier has something interesting to say. So let's hear from him.
1: I think one of the interesting uh, industries that we want to take a look at is the domestic helper industry. So mm. what are the relevance of domestic helpers in maybe the next 10 years? Because we've seen more and more that uh, companies are like... I mean, like the industry has been moving towards like cleaning companies where you hire help for just two hours on a weekend to help clean your house instead of having a permanent stay-in domestic helper. I mean, there are pros and cons to it, but what are your opinions towards it?
0: I think, right... I like your idea or like your direction of where it's going. But I don't think that will be the end of it. Because most people hire domestic workers to help raise their kids. It's not about cleaning. It's about someone to be there to take care of my child when I'm working. Because in Singaporean economy, both the mum and dad are working. They need someone to take care of their kid. And that's why they have a full-time domestic helper who stay at home, who's with them. Not because they want a clean house. Because they really want someone to take care of the kid. And I don't think this is something that that would change in the future just because more and more women are working and more of them really do appreciate the help that they get from a domestic. But help what
1: about like with the help of like, I mean like uh, childcare services becoming more accessible, what would it be better?
0: Um, for, I'm taking my example because my, um, my uncle, actually not, my cousin's husband, but I... He's not my uncle. I don't know what to call him. So okay. my cousin and her husband, he's a pilot and she's a doctor. And they have a full-time helper, right? All of these kids, they go to childcare. But the helper is here to bring, bring them to childcare, take them back, see if they're working in the evening, make them sleep. Because both of them are at home only at 11pm.
1: I, I think there's a thing about it. Oh, you, what you mentioned is a special case. Mm. Because though both parents are working in jobs that to have irregular
2: hours. Special case? I think there's some of the normal cases like that. Okay, just go No, ahead. if you
1: think about it, pilots mm. and doctors are two of the professions that don't have regular schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Because pilots, I mean, you fly based on a schedule, you might not be at home for two to three days. Mm. Then if you talk ab- about like doctors or so, they work on a shift. Mm. I'm assuming that uh, she does not work in like, uh, like a clinic setting where those hours are more regular. If you are talking about like uh, hospitals and this kind, the hours are not regular and hence, since you're working on a shit system, you can't guarantee that you can take out kids and <coughs> that's why I yep. say it is a special case because oh. for the majority of the people, mm. they do work maybe 9 to 6, 8 to 6. Unless you think that's not the case normally. No, right I now. do
0: think that's the case. Like, I have another case who, perfect, the husband works eight, 9 to 5, the lady also works 9 to 5, but the thing is, when the woman comes back home, she really likes, some, she likes it when the helper has already cooked everything. Everything is settled. She's there just to monitor. You know, like, at least in today's age, Like if I'm working and I come back and I have a kid, I don't want to also do the emotional labour which is at home.
1: I, I think when you talk about it, I, there's also a replacement. You can replace the idea of having someone cook at home, right? With mm-hmm. maybe uh, there are services where they provide dinner for you every single day
0: can la but like as a growing child most parents are like very you know i want home cooked food for the kid i don't think they care about what they are eating but it's more of like is the kid getting the enough nutrients and many like asian parents
1: technically those catering firms also i mean when i talk Mm. about catering they they will deliver to your house and it's also technically home cooked food if you consider that
2: no uh the case what lakshmi explaining is when you have a person you are hiring and she works you are basically you are hiring them and they know who she is and how she will cook and all the products you know everything is coming under their own budget they have the plans accordingly for that but in your case when you think of an external person they just know what is the organization is they have no idea who cooks where they get from and how it's being who delivers it but the only thing they know is the product is being delivered your case can work for a people who are not having kids like for people who needs a dinner or someone I like mm-hmm. a bachelor or some person, okay. But when take a uh, children into account, most of the parents will feel a need for a home cook. I mean, like a,
1: a person, a caretaker, basically.
0: Yeah, like, uh, but I can I can see where you're coming from and where you think the shift is to take. Place I, in I the mean, future. ultimately, if
1: you I mean, there's one argument that we have to agree with is that houses are getting smaller. You might not have the space for a live-in helper anymore in the future no Mm,
0: yeah i agree i agree no but like that's the thing even the other place the the people i was speaking about i don't think they have place but they just make it like you know the storage room you make it into like a weights
1: storage room
2: yeah but uh i'm gonna contradict i mean since uh like that i won't say that the shift will be complete like still there will be parents who say they want a caretaker from home i mean if we are gonna take from my part there'll be people they are hiring people from india for this case okay right now i know people like they're having organization who can help us with that but this is something that these things gonna go in parallel one cannot superimpose the other one the cleaning segment the corporate organization gonna run and in a parallel track there'll be families or there'll be home that will prefer a home caretaker these two would never superimpose one over the other. Yeah, but I was the general trend of like how things will go in the next mm-hmm. cent- uh, next decade. Even next decade, this will be constant. Like, there there won't be any change on this because the reason why they, these two need to exist is very, you know, solid rooted.
0: Actually, so. one of the reasons why it could exist, like Javier says, is because in Singapore, the fertility rate is coming down. So, um. as as like men and women are getting married, they don't see the need for kids anymore and in that case they don't even need a helper you know
1: I mean even if they see yeah. a need for kids I, I mean I do stand by the view that uh, a lot of things are now much more accessible than in the past
0: no that I agree but like mm, okay so if you have a kid would you and your partner get a helper
1: definitely no okay, okay. Why, why so strong <laughs> I mean in terms I don't I think there's a like. I mean, if you talk about food then if you really want home cooked kind of food then you can do those like there are there are delivery services where the kind of food that they provide are similar to what you have on a home home cooked mm. dish. Yes, you can't customize it, but uh you have to think about like having when you have a kid that is maybe a tool attached to that to the domestic helper, I also want my kid to be independent. I don't want my kid to rely too much. And when talking about like uh having a domestic helper, am I sheltering him or her too much? Am I really uh, doing the best for her? I mean, we all seen that how the trend towards, like, kids being more more and more sheltered. Because, like, how much is provided for them? No,
0: but that's true, that's true. I think that the idea of, like, kids being more sheltered today than any day, because, like, you ask my mom and dad, I think they'll probably be, like, they walked, I don't know, 300 kilometres to go to their school, or, like, you know, the same story that they were not the same. And with us also, like, we... They think we are spoiled and we think the next generation is spoiled. Yep. So that, that idea of them being so dependent with the helper can... It does make sense. So I see where you're coming from. I, I think
1: it's just that a lot of things can be outsourced nowadays. No, where true, it, is, it is much more uh, functional than having a helper at home. Yep. And if you want to stay in HDB, honestly, I don't see really having... I, I, I don't want the helper to be staying in the storage room too. It's yeah, not, that's
0: true. That's true.
1: I mean, it's just not very nice, in my opinion. And I would rather take care of the kids myself, also because I want to spend more time with the kids.
0: I feel. I feel that's the thing, right? I feel like everyone wants that. But when you get a job and you have a kid, you tend to prioritise the job because that pays the bills. I, I think know? I
1: think for me, I really made the decision that uh I would never have a, a domestic helper. I mean, okay, I, all
0: I, all the women who are interested in JV, just FYI, he doesn't want a domestic helper. I, I mean, it's a it's a good thing. Just clear it out right now. So, yeah, he's single and he's ready to mingle, and he doesn't want a domestic helper. Yeah, yeah, proceed.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, stone, but, but, but that's where I see like the future of the uh industry, like. uh
0: Mm, that's true la.
1: because it, that, that, that's, as like uh the economy in like maybe India or wherever we get our mm. domestic helper continues to grow uh they will the wages will continue to grow and we will not be able to like afford them cheap ES right now that's
0: true because
1: that's labour true. cost is definitely gonna go up. Uh.
0: yep agreed
1: and we do have to think of like alternative solutions uh, before like it works yep so yeah Oh, but in
2: my case, I would, I would be sticking with the home carrot, like mm. caretaker. Like, I would say if I can provide accommodation, I'll go. If, if not, i going to find someone who is residing in Singapore and needs a job like this. Mm. i going to fit in this category, I would say. You so you're willing to spend maybe $2,000 a month just for the helper? To be honest, I would say there should be someone to take care of the kid. It's not an like early stage that I should, you know, find some person who can deliver food and... Put yeah, that makes, that makes
0: sense. Especially when they're really young. Like, yeah. you, They just need like affection, right? In that, that age, you don't want them to be like, I don't know, figuring shit by themselves. Uh,
2: so I you would know? say like, I, I will have a caretaker. But if I'm not married and if I'm living all alone, uh, if I find very lazy to cook, Or I mean, if I don't find time to cook, then I will go with Xavier's option of finding an organization that can give the food that I want. Mm-hmm. Or if, if at most case, I can just
1: order through Grab. Okay, talking about like food delivery services, like where do you think like the future of food delivery services?
0: It is really high in my opinion.
2: Yeah, it's actually high. Like, uh, I think like
0: the the no. I feel like because of the food delivery services becoming a thing, there will be no more space for kitchens in households. Like, if you see the spaces of kitchens reducing significantly in Singapore, just because no one cooks anymore at home, they would rather eat out or rather bring something. Or I think, about
1: one thing that I, a lot of people has brought up time and again is that it's not profitable. What
0: do you mean? Ex- Expanding? It's on actually
2: it. profitable, but the thing is, when you take COVID, a lot of the
1: I mean, I'll I mean, you look at this. COVID is really the best opportunity for like these companies to earn, and they are still not profitable until now.
2: Oh, but my scenario, like I mean, as per my hearings, they said they were actually good, profitable. Not the organization or the people who deliver foods from the hotel. Wait, to is
0: Grab go- profitable? Food panda?
1: I, I I don't remember all of them being profitable. If I'm not wrong, all of them are not profitable. No, but
0: that's the thing, right? Amazon was not like profitable for I don't know fifteen years until they But started. Amazon
1: managed to scale up the business. Like in what way like
0: Grab the... is scaling up. Like right yeah. now has grab food, grab mud, grab transport, grab every every I mean like thing. but
1: I'm talking about like the food delivery service food sector delivery. on its own.
0: Mm, See so in that
2: sense they're Uh, I would say, like, they are having a reasonable profit. If there's no profit now, they would, like, kind of chuck down the business, I would say. But seeing the expansion and stuff, I'd say, they are not focusing much on profit. They are kind of focusing on where to use the profit they have in other business. They're, like, finding new ventures and putting up their Mm -hmm. profits. So, that's why, I guess, few of the organizations uh, which we feel profitable or actually doesn't sound profitable in papers. Uh, To be honest, I'm
0: not sure. Like, I think i have to research a bit more to see if they're profitable or not but the point raised was good so i yeah i would hand over to javier to hear what he has to say
1: i, I think one change uh that uh, food delivery service might lead and this might be the future yeah is that uh the more pre- the increasing prevalence of central kitchens so say it again the prevalence of uh central kitchens
0: oh yeah okay okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so
1: the idea of central kitchen is that right uh Stores will only have the kitchen without the dine in or yeah. without the service area, yeah. and from this uh, central kitchen they will deliver to your house. So you know, there's no longer the option to dine in, and this might be the future because it saves on retail space. And we all know that retail nowadays, oh my god, take a look at look at a coffee shop. How yeah. how much has they been bought for? Like the rise the raise yep. in rent and everything. So why not companies go towards like having a central kitchen where they can rent a place at maybe in the industrial area or like yeah, some some more udo areas and have lower rent and as a result, they are able to provide more com- price-competitive food. So mm-hmm. I do f- see that uh, this is a, a potential area that uh, uh, food delivery service will lead the FMB industry into.
2: See, um I would like to add up some more points on this thing, okay? Yep. Before, okay, I'll say based on my own examples. I'm not sure whether this applicable in the Singapore case. Uh, back there in India, um, at the early stages few of the hotels have their own delivery orders. Like if you say a bulk order, like you say, you have a, host a party mm-hmm. or any first season, festive season and you invite your neighbors. You're going to order from the catering services. Yep. You get, a, they'll deliver to your home with all the utensils. The only thing they expect is you should wash it and give it to them back. Mm-hmm. A few years later from that, they give you in like a plastic buckets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like basically, they don't ensure that the bulk orders are delivered and they don't have the thing of following up with you and mm-hmm. collecting the utensils then putting up gear ahead. In India, they had the Swiggy and but Uber. But I don't think Swiggy
0: is profitable. Also. No, what
2: I'm meaning is like, they then this, then they came the organizations that ease out the hotel's job. The hotel just mm. started to focus on cooking. And people were just concerned about getting the order. Yeah. Swiggy or Uber, anything else, they started to deliver the orders. They collected things from the hotel and gave yeah. it to the customers, mm. right? So what I'm saying is, this trend... May not, it may not sound profitable, but there's a sure increase in that pattern from hotel doing this bulky orders, then Swiggy or Uber or Food Panda or Grab, they start to take not just bulk orders, they even take some simple orders as well, okay? They, but the things they charge for the delivery. Mm. Uh, so uh, until they can charge, they're open to deliver it to you. So I guess that's a good trend in the, I mean, that's a good potential for this delivery thing to I, I think I future. do agree
1: that I mean food delivery service does have a place in our society. Mm. But my main argument is that for so long as our current retail F and B model stands, yep. uh, it will not any, uh, it will never be profitable. The only way it can turn profitable is through uh, the uh, more companies turning into central kitchens. Which was one of the visions that people think that will happen after Covid. But apparently, people like going to retail too much.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, the idea of dining in with friends and stuff is just too... The experience is just too great. That cannot be like um, diminished, I guess.
2: Mm, yeah, because in because these two years had a huge impact on the overall life. flow. So, yeah. things are getting back to normal. But when you're going to get back to normal, you should also remember that People gonna fed up of this on one time. They're gonna be mm. like, okay, if you take a normal family, they don't want to cook, or just take me. I'm too bored to cook. I just gonna order it. So this trend food may, even though I'm not sure how profitable it is, but it will exist. Yeah, these are some true. things I mean, that but but at, to the, at the
1: current pricing, I mean, at least from the sentiments that I'm getting, at the current pricing uh, of food delivery services, uh, it is not enough to incentivize people to order yep, in Singapore. True. Because Singapore yeah, is exactly. actually very connected. It
0: is and it's very expensive, bro.
1: Yes. I mean you are not I mean why are you paying like maybe four dollars for people to deliver a meal that maybe costs like fifteen dollars. Yeah. That's a very significant portion of the and somewhat on food delivery price uh applications the prices of food tend to be marked up.
2: Yeah. to be honest I will agree with that as well um, yeah. but when I wanna see the price sometimes if I feel like I'm good to walk I'll just go walk buy it and come back mm.
0: yeah I,
1: I always do I don't even have the apps download
0: yeah I delete a grab and I have I think Gojek is cheaper
1: a- anyway right I mean I, I, I'll talk about this like taxi services like
2: Text. but in general it's like you know uh, sometimes we'll accept the ex- extra charge because we just want the food we don't concern how yeah, much I f- time it takes yeah comes. it
0: depends on the scenario so I think another um, this could be the last thing and then maybe you could wind up is the I think the, another developing technology is like interactive technology with your brain like things that you can like you, like you know they're creating chips to put in your brain so that Kind of. I think it's the next It's like the I memory heard of techno
1: humanism. But I'm not sure the technology uh, but right, t- maybe you can elaborate more on it. Yeah. Like what does it
0: So it's it's technology that connects you to your brain. So it's like personal it's something like um, you know when Google launched the VR glasses. It's something like that. But now um for example you have a chip that's connected to your brain and you know how right now you're typing but the chip will understand what you wanna do, so it'll automatically do it for you. So it kind of
2: connects to your nerve, and it understands what you are trying to do. And instead of you doing it, it, the things go like it's like a
1: black magic. I think think that's a very interesting uh topic to go into, but we would have to definitely talk about the ethics of AI first before. No,
0: exactly. I I I totally agree. But I think that will be the future. Like I like in another 20 years, I hopefully I die by then because I don't want anything inserted in my brain. But I think people will really be. Into it, and but to be yeah.
1: honest, it will be a debatable future, I would say. Like, I, yeah, it I, I is, would, yeah, it is
0: a debatable future. I
1: would say that it, it will be very, very hard for it to happen because of uh, all the I think there'll be too many concerns regarding no But it's
0: already created and pitched, actually, a few Elon things Musk. have done it. Uh, yeah, but
1: whether it will see mass adoption, uh, mm, it, it depends on the function of and the limits of the chip. So, for example, if the chip is able to influence uh your thinking and stuff like that, I do think that it will not yeah. be legalized by the government yeah because the government always has an issue that uh what if the owners of these uh chips um, even Right now, now nah, you have
2: many AI uh, tools, and few of the people fear what if they're gonna do things they won't. because you yeah. know, like in human trend, we st- when we started to develop our uh, sixth sense to a great extent, we st- like we had a huge human population, few and uh, no, take a yep. world as a whole. Then you started to occupy forests and stuff for to build homes. But mansions I, I and mean, stuff. if you
1: think about all this stuff, right? Yes, I do agree, but uh, no, the thing is that. The humans have started to think
2: what if AI do the same thing like this because once AI start to understand things and start to work on
1: own it's like a digital evolution then you need to think and uh, you need to answer one question that uh, philosoph- that is very common in philosophy yeah. do humans even have free will in the first place free does free. human have free will or are we just biochemical algorithms
2: to be honest,
1: it's kind of, um, we are having... F- because f- the argument and the way that philosophy stands currently is that humans do not have free will and we live in a deterministic world.
2: Yeah, that's, like, it's a 200 question. Few would say they go towards their soul, few would say that... Because if you say can... we
1: have no free will, then we have no control over whether AI would take over this world the same
2: But the one question they'll have is, will AI take over the world? So even, you see a lot of AI devices Mm -hmm. blooming up, but the reason they're not much encouraged is this question. What if AI? Because you can see how crucial it is if AI can take your place. Mm -hmm. It's like a dual weapon. It can be a good or it can be a bad, but people think bad a lot over good. So because there's a possibility and this possibility is somewhere where human can get destroyed. So that's why when you started to discuss about the whether the, the chip thing on the brain or any uh, technology, it will be a debatable future.
0: Can.
1: I mean, we even have a debate about here. We have very different opinions. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> on that note, we're going to end our show for today. But before we end, I have a special shout out for a listener who listens to us every week. So, um, hopefully she's lis- listening. Shweta, thank you for listening. And... Um, we hope you enjoyed this show today. Yeah, this is Lakshmi and...
2: And this is Aru Shah Rosha signing off. See you soon. Stay healthy, stay safe. Tata. Bye-bye.